Peace, diehards. Welcome to another episode of the Die Hard Knicks podcast. This is your boy, Ibu the Any Star. This is an episode where I'm featured on Slizzy Takes podcast, State of the New York Knicks podcast. Yeah, man, we, we've done a couple episodes together, man. We actually happen to be on the same pace, too, as far as episodes. I'm on 107. This will be 107. And the episode that I appeared on was on was on 107. So we're doing our thing, man. I'll hear Japanese um, Nick Gems for you guys, man. I hope you follow him. I hope you guys are following me and enjoying what we're putting out. And, um, you know, without further ado, man, let's just get into this podcast, man. This is, I, I don't know how many we did together. Well, we might have did like six, six or seven, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, we, um, you know, we, we got a little thing going on here, man. So, all right, without further ado, let's just get into it. Peace, my man, Slip. What's up, man? How's it going? Um, I'm all right, man. I'm a little better. I'm a little better. I seen I seen Carmelo Anthony today. Yeah, I'm about to say, man. Your he, he, he energy should be a little bit higher, man. You got you got to see the guard today. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little better. A little better. Um, the only thing that's been annoying is this Chris Paul trade talk. Mm-hmm. This. You know, skipping the rebuild, like I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the nonsense. That's the only thing that's been bothering me. But besides that, though, watching bubble basketball, I've been good, brother. How are you, man? Yeah, same old man. I'm just trying to trying to get organized here with with everything that's happening. Because I mean, there's, there's no Knicks basketball, you know. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I watched the I watched the bubble a little bit. I got a chance to watch a couple games and stuff. But I mean, you know, it's just not orange or blue. So I can't I can't get into it like like how everybody else is getting into it. <laughs> And you gotta watch the bubble because I know Tibbs is watching the bubble, and as I'm watching the bubble, it's a lot of things I'm noticing. A lot of things. For one, two bigs rarely see the floor together. When I say two bigs, I'm talking about two centers. Like, so for example, Jokic don't play with Mason Miles Plumley. During the playoffs at all. And yeah. I'm watching teams, they putting small forwards at the four. You watch Jay Crowder at the four, Mook Morris at the four. I'm like, man, if the Knicks could just build their team like that, I mean, we got a chance to compete. But it's the first things first. This Julius Randle character. <laughs> I, I, he was... He, what, what, what you, I know, I know you don't like you don't like my man, but I mean, you know, when you're just talking about like like having those um skilled kind of players, or whatever, at center. Yeah. I mean, Julius Randle's that type of guy that that um that they they actually have playing center nowadays. You know, some, yes, some short guy with skills that that doesn't really do things that traditional centers do. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I'm kind of against trading Julius Randle because he could play the backup five. But as I look down the roster, I see a guy like Kenny Wooten, mm-hmm. another small center, but uses his athleticism, gets high off the ground. I believe he was the G League Defensive Player of the Year, or Defensive Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. So this kid got ability, and I would love to see him play next year on the roster. Um, you got Kevin Knox, another guy who could play the small ball four. Mm-hmm. I just don't see in any scenario, like, I, I thought about it. I thought about bringing on Chris Paul to see if Chris Paul could fix Randall. Like, I don't see no scenario where where Julius Randall production on the court 
is winning basketball next to Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. This is the way the NBA is now. You can't have two big bigs out there. And what, what's up with Mitchell Robinson, man? I want I want to you know he's out there playing with his cousins and stuff like that. You know, and and um, you know that, that's that's that that's not basketball to me. All the little step backs and he's his pull up jump shot is still crooked. You know, I just don't get his snatch back. You know, dribbles and stuff like that. That's not what what we need from from him, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I, honestly, to all all due respect to all the Mitchell Robinson fans, I could give a I, I could care less about his videos. His videos is the last thing I'm worried about because that might. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Damian Lillard who said no. It was Steph Curry. It was either Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. I'm gonna go back and tell you which one. But he was basically saying that these dudes in the off season be working on stuff. That's not conducive to their role on their current team. So I'm watching Mitchell Robinson dribble the ball. Is Tibbs going to give Mitchell Robinson the goddamn ball at the top of the key and let him create? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. And then you look at past teams he had, the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe that's a blueprint for Mitchell Robinson. But we don't know if Mitch could freaking shoot. And then he gave Carl Anthony Towns the ball at the top of the key to create. I don't know if Mitch could do that. And I'm watching these videos. I like the handle. Don't get me wrong. But he needs to shoot the ball. That's what I'm more concerned with. That's why people is coming up with these podcasts and they saying, well, Mitchell Robinson contract is coming up soon, and we should be thinking about trading. Like I, I, I'm off that. I'm well, off that I, I get, I get that whole argument though, because it's that is that basically like if um it it really depends on what what kind of skill set Mitch Robinson is going to bring out there. If he's still going to be just rim running, then you can find a rim runner anyway. We already mentioned a guy like mate, uh, what's the guy Miles Plumley, you know there's. there's Bunch of bunch of guys that basically do the same type of thing: rim running, the rebounds. Some of the guys even shoot threes. I I think it's the dude that's in in Phoenix. He's supposed to be a um a free agent. Also, he could actually shoot threes, and he does the same thing that Mitchell Robinson does. So I mean, Aaron Baines. Yeah, Aaron Baines. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Mitchell Robinson is going to command like big money. So do you do you pay a dude that that's not doing that? You know, that's not really like showing any kind of skill. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that you could just pick up off, off the um off the waiver wire, you know what I'm saying? The, instead of investing so much bread on him. That that's that's their argument when when they when they talk about trading Mitchell Robinson. And when you when you talk about trading Mitchell Robinson and you see the bigs that's on the court currently in the playoffs, none of these dudes is really making money, honestly. Yeah. Like you you look at Paul Gasol I mean, Paul Gasol, my bad. You look at Marc Gasol, he's making big money, but once his contract comes up, he's never going to make that type of money again. Yeah. You look at Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. his contract, his next contract might be the worst contract in the NBA, hands down, yeah. if he gets 30-plus million. That man is god-awful in the playoffs. His, his ne- He's a net negative in, in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been a positive. Yeah, if you're gonna make that much money, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to do something with it. You know, I wanna I wanna say with like like Jokers. I, I know you're gonna you're about to start mentioning Jokers, but but a guy like him with the skills that he does, whatever, he's actually kind of burning himself out. So I, I mean, like, you know, I, I really I really don't know what the Knicks are gonna do with that. But but the the, uh, the center in the NBA um, can't be um, doing all the stuff that Jokic is doing. You know, 
that that's that's point guard work that that they're making big men do, and that's just not something that they can they can um you know you know maintain for eighty two games you know or whatever how many games and they play plus the playoffs too and constantly be at that level. That's point guard stuff. So I mean this this but, but, is weird, man. So it's funny that you say Jokic, and we talk about we we thinking about the Denver Nuggets right now. Mm-hmm. What do the Denver Nuggets have that the Knicks don't? Oh, stability. Oh, <laughs> stability at the coach. Oh, stability on the roster. Oh, player development. Oh, they're picking draft picks mm-hmm. with high upside and stashing them while winning 45 plus games. Yeah. So they getting they're having their cake and eating this too. Ball ball is not touching the court in the playoffs. I know this kid is going. He might be in the running for most improved player of the year award, along with RJ Barrett and others. Yeah, right. I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous of too, man. They 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 got on when Bobo finally when they finally unleash him, and it went and when when this other guy Maga um, you know when the Maga guy um gets himself (laughs) they're gonna be good for like the next five years just based on them two alone. And then you also got um my other guy um Murray, and then Joker's still young too, man. So these guys they're gonna be running the West for a minute. Man, Maga Porter Jr., man, this kid, he's going to be special, bro. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm convinced. Yeah, that I think he might be a little touched, though. <laughs> special of all, is that one. But that kid, he got it, man. I mean, he, 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 he on the offensive side of the ball, that kid can score. Yeah. Defensively, he might be worse than Kevin Knox. I don't know. Um. Kevin Knox was second on – well, he was third on this team in total blocks. Mm-hmm. and No, he was second on the team in total blocks. He was third on the team in block percentage. Um, You know, it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough watching these teams and yeah. how they just so stable at the at the coach position. Yep. You – Well, I mean, I mean, we, we have we have to grab the pebbles and, and um stack them up, you know. So right right now, you know, we, we got the front office locked down. We got all these developmental guys. These guys come coming from Utah, you know, OKC, you know, all, all these different places. All these bright young minds and stuff like that. We got the older dude from U, from Utah. Then the coaching staff is filled with a bunch of developmental guys. So we set we set the table for that. And now we got um Coach Tibbs and you know his staff or whatever. So we set the table, man. So I mean. You know, we we just we just gotta wait our turn, man. Because I mean, we got some pieces. We got RJ, you know, and um, you know, we talking about Mitch and Knox and all this other stuff. But I mean, we got you know three draft picks coming this year, and we still got money to spend. So I mean, we we just we just gotta wait our turn, man. So the the dream the dream would be to be like like Denver, you know. Yeah, man. And the only way you gonna be like Denver, you gonna have to play your draft picks. One, mm-hmm. two. You got to get vets who plays off the draft picks and not have the draft picks playing off the vets. Yeah. For example, Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap clearly plays off of um, Jokic. But let's play, place it in context. Like, Jokic is the best passing big man in NBA history. Yeah. So it's kind of easy to play with a guy like Six. We don't have a guy like that. The one thing my Twitter Twitter thread always talks about is the dribble pull-up game. You gotta have a dribble pull-up. Mm-hmm. Point guards needed, shooting guard, like whoever's your main creator of offense, you gotta have a pull-up game. This is why a lot of people's not really high on R.J. Barrett because 
you look at Barrett, he plays stiff. Mm-hmm. He, he he runs like it's like he doesn't even know how to run. I think he needs a a, a, a track coach, <laughs> something. Somebody he needs a masseuse or a chiropractor. So I get it, but but he he plays more of like a power game. You know, he he's like like long strides and and it really like he likes to bump before he actually makes the move. So he's really like a he's really like a, like a small forward kind of kind of guy. You know, you know, when you say, you, yeah. go ahead. Well, I, I was going to, I was going to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. I, I was going to uh, mention Kevin Knox with, um, that, um, MAGA guy. I mean, the, the difference between the two guys is that they, they both, they both basically have the same skill set. But the thing about it is, is that, um, that, um, you know, MAGA Porter Jr., he, um, he actually like like um has take moves like he gets the ball and he wants to take you off the basket and like Kevin Knox he he just like he just gets the ball and just like okay I'm gonna just pass it to the next dude like he doesn't have that like okay I got the ball I know what I could do let me let me just go and do it and I, I think that's the problem with, with with all of our players we don't have anybody that that's willing to get the ball and just do something other than Julius Randle and we, and we don't want him to do that you know so. You know, uh, you know, we 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 like in a, a rock and a hard place with with um with with uh, what we're doing here, man. Can 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 we can we real quick? Can we place that in context? So, though? Yeah. Like, Mike Miller has a hand in that. Scott Perry has a hand in that. Mm-hmm. Steve Mills has a hand in that, and David Fisdale has a hand in that. Yeah. When I'm what I mean by that is, when you are watching Julius Randle spinning the three people two straight possessions and he does not go to the bench that's accountability that's on the coach yeah absolutely. he was subjected to trash coaching for about i say about six years straight yeah five six years straight so and, and, and then not even to count the last five six years when you add on the tw- the 2000s that decade it's about 16 17 years so we we haven't even been properly coached in damn near two decades. Yeah. And then we get t- Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau comes at the perfect time. I'm so glad everybody talked me off the I don't want Tom Thibodeau ledge. He, I'm watching these coaches on the market right now. I'm like, let, let's be real, bro. You wouldn't want to be coach. Yeah. You don't want Kenny Atkinson as your head coach. You don't want Jason Kidd as a head coach, you, like like you don't want none of these dudes. I don't I, I don't want Tyron Lue. Love the man. I don't want. Him. I don't care about his rings. Um, I I damn sure don't want Doc Rivers. I, it, like, or we are in a good or, spot. Yeah, or trading draft picks for some other for some other retrail. Well, like, like Doc Rivers, we was talking about giving draft picks for Doc Rivers or whatever. It's like ridiculous. But I mean, like Tom, like I, I was one of those guys too. I was I was talking about Kenny Atkinson. Talking about a couple other guys too, but I mean, with Tom Thibodeau, he's like the only coach we could have gotten. In hindsight, now, now that everything is playing now, and I, you can see, kind of see what the Knicks are trying to do with the whole developmental thing, and and uh, having having like a a coach that's gonna um, you know, uh, you know, like you said, like have somebody you know that's gonna make everyone accountable. Like with, uh, everybody has everybody all the all the um the the um all the all the eye you know the eyes are dotted, the T's across, you know, all the everything is checked now, so. Like I said, everything is everything just have just has to do with um what these guys are gonna show. I, and I, I know one thing um pissed you off, man. Um, Alfred Payton, man, in those in those pitches, man. I was surprised to see him. <laughs> I know that's one guy you don't want to see ever in the Knicks uniform, right? No, I. 
Yo, Nick Nation. <laughs> I know that Alfred Payton averaged seven point two three assists. Very hollow. I don't yeah. give a damn. <laughs> this man has led five straight teams straight into the NBA lottery. Mm-hmm. You would have a great argument about Alfred Payton if we had a winning record while he was our starting point guard. But you don't. Right. Because we was losing when he was starting. You can say, okay, we was losing when Frank started. Okay, cool. You got that. I give you that. But what you're not going to do is say that he helped R.J. Barrett's game. And I read something today that pissed me off about R.J. Barrett when it comes to these rookie teams. But we're going to get to that real quick. We're going to get to that soon. But to have this man who shot 20% from three that pushed Jay Crowder after getting his ass kicked all game by John Moran, who got damn near 40 points dropped on his neck by Trey Young. This man, I I don't ever want to see him in a niche. Him and his 20% from three can leave. I'd rather see Frank Nalakina starting. I'd rather see DSJ starting. I'm, I have very high hopes for DSJ. I know I've slandered him in the past. Got high hopes for both of them. But this Alfred Payton BS, Scott Perry needs to leave his ex-draft picks alone. Leave your ex-draft bust. I, I, I'm sick of this shit. Uh, excuse my language, but I'm, I'm I'm tired of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. This man, Alfred Payton. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just had to get that off your chest, right? Yeah, this guy here, man. He, he just needs to leave. Like, I, I don't need – because, bro, this ties into the draft, too. Mm-hmm. Look at the teams that's in our division. You got the Raptors. Yo, these dudes got Pascal and OG and Anunoby. Look – and they got Kyle Lowry. And they got Fred Van Fleet. Look at the Boston Celtics. These dudes got Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. They got Watermaker. I don't know where the hell, when the hell they drafted him. They got uh, uh, the the Grant guy. Oh, oh my God! They this. They got this dude. They don't even start a traditional five. Yeah. But it's and then you got Philadelphia. They about to get a new coach. You got Ben Simmons. You got Joel Embiid. You got Josh Richardson over there. Tobias Harris. They got some wings over there. Bro, we need wings. We need help in the wing position. As far as the point guard position is concerned, I think I think we all overreacted when we say we need to draft a point guard. I believe so too. I'm glad glad you mentioned that. I I, I think we all because you're gonna have to give Frank and DSJ a pass. I think everybody has to. Yeah. Look at the garbage coaching. Just look at the coaching. What? I'm going to ask you this question. What the hell did David Fisdale or Mike Miller teach Kevin Knox or Frank Milikina or Mitchell Robinson, especially Mitchell Robinson? Well, it, it starts with um with Fisdale, man. Fisdale set the t- you know that, that first that first game pissed me off so bad. I'm, I'm I'm like I was I was watching the game with a bunch of Nick fans at 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 um Walt Clyde Frazier's on um, spot, right? So I'm watching oh. the game and I'm looking like like yo, so they got Trey starting at point guard, 
You know, I'm like, wait a second. You know, then, then, then as we watched the game, we said, no, they got freaking R.J. Barrett running the point guard spot. And we had like four point guards on the roster at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's that set the whole tone for the whole freaking season. Because right right, right off the bat, that you just killed DSJ's um, confidence. You killed Frank's confidence. Like, I mean, you killed every point guard's confidence on the, on the whole roster because you want to start R.J. and then have um, um, Treyer. And then you don't go back to Treyer for the whole year. You know what I'm saying? So, so that that just set the table. The stupid leadership that that we had in the beginning of the year. But you know, you know, you 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 would hope that now that all the all the different changes that we made that that we're not gonna start this year like that. And you gotta um, you know, Thibodeau has his reputation. We gotta hold him to his reputation, man. Like when he starts the year, I don't want I don't want no no um no tomfoolery stuff going on here. You know, you know. So I, you know, I'm using these words so I don't I don't be. Nah, I don't nah. think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's. You know why that's not gonna happen? Yeah, because for the first time in about thirteen years, I can say with confidence that we have a great coaching staff in place, and we have a coach who will identify when a guy is not playing hard. He's gonna sit his ass, and he's gonna bring in another guy that's willing to play for him. Now, we got Kenny Payne, Mike Woodson, my guy Yoshi on the bench right now. I forgot the other guy. But the Kenny Payne hire and the Woodson hire was that A++. So I'm not really worried about the tomfoolery stuff. And, for example, stuff like playing Alfred Payton, wild minutes, and knowing Frank is hot, but you're gonna take Frank out. Like, like I don't want to see stuff like that no more. Like, I don't want to see Julius Randle spinning in the four people, and then nobody takes him out the next play. I don't want to see my damn coach down thirty. How many points? Fizdale was down thirty-eight points for the to the um to the Milwaukee Bucks, and he was smiling with Bobby Portis. You yeah. like you're smiling. Tibbs would have laid it. What? Everybody. Tibbs, Tibbs would have got himself kicked out the game. He would. He would have. <laughs> um, yeah, he would have got fouled out and they would have threw his ass out the game. That's what would have happened. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. But yo, it, it's a thing. Like I, I, you know, we, we, in order to get the cap space, we're definitely gonna get rid of Alfred and um all these other guys. You 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 know, Taj Gibson and whatever. So I mean, like the um the obvious thing now is is you got to play the guys that 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 are um that are signed. So that that's um that's definitely Frank and DSJ. So. They're gonna they're gonna get their chance at redemption, you know what I'm saying? You see that the, there hasn't been any social media stuff with with DSJ, so that's a good sign. That means that that um that he's focused, locked in, you know, trying not to draw attention to himself. You know, Frank has um been a bit, <laughs> he's been dropping mixtapes every 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 day like he's like K Slade back in the days. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, we, we I just hope I just hope that um that um that they they just show improve, man, because like you made the point also too that that um. You know, we, we kind of jumped the gun talking too much about like point guards in this draft. We already got our point guards, and I, I want to mention a guy too, Jared Allen. I'm um, Jared Harper. That's another mm-hmm. guy that seem to like too. You know, so you know, I don't think we need to. You know, I think we, like you said, we jumped the gun talking about point guards so much this um this whole um season. Yeah, like I look at a guy like Carol Lewis. All right, he's a cool prospect. But he's 6'1", about 165 pounds. I have an issue with a point guard that weighs less than me. (laughs) Word Uh, up. (laughs) Dead serious. His finishing at the rim was kind of bad. But he's a good point guard. 
quick on his feet. Don't get me wrong. We love Kerry Lewis. Tibbs is not starting no no rookie point guard. No. And no chance in hell will he start a rookie point guard. So off that alone, I'm not even looking at point guard with that eighth pick. Now, let's say if I pull a trade for Julius Randle and I send him to Utah Jazz for Mike Mike Conley, okay, cool. Give me your first-round pick, um, Utah. Give me the 23rd pick. This Chris Paul, I love Chris Paul. He's a great player, Hall of Famer. I don't know if I want that price tag on my Knicks, man. I, especially with no assets, you're not trying to give up Baisley. And I'm trying, like, okay, you give me Chris Paul. We're going to give you Randall and Knox. You got to give me Baisley. What, what are we doing here? You yeah, give me Baisley, or you gonna you gonna give me this year's first round pick? You gonna give me some compensation for taking yeah. on that big ass contract? And y'all are in y- y'all trying to avoid luxury tax. We doing you the favor, right? Like, it, and that's a big favor, man. He he makes like forty million, forty million a year. Jesus, he, he forty mil- He makes about forty two million or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, and his contract's not done yet. He's still got a couple more years left. It's like bugged out. And Nick fans will be arguing this point about, oh, we could get Chris Paul. He's going to elevate the team. I've seen this. We haven't you been down this road way more than me? I mean, I've been down this road before. Yeah, we read that book a million times, man. I I can give you a, a book report on it right now. You know, freestyle off the top of my head. Please, please, please go ahead. Please go ahead. <laughs> Because I, I, I need to hear this. I need people to hear this. So when they think about trading for these guys, like you got to hear about the Knicks past when it comes to these type of things. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you, you could you can start you can start back as far as like the, the Ewing trade, man. We, we traded, Ooh. um you know, even for even bef- before that, like you, you, you want to talk about Rod, trading Rod Strickland for um for Maurice Cheeks and stuff like that. Yeah, that that history goes back so far, man. So I'll, just just for people to, to to say that, it it just it just shows the type of fans that we have now, because a, a lot of them don't really go much farther than um than Carmelo Anthony, you know what I'm saying? So they only look into to, to that little era or whatever, you know. So I mean, you know, people people need to know the history. If you don't know the history, then you're doomed to repeat it. That's that's what people always say, man. But people like 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 movies and stuff like that, you know, like 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 racism and stuff like that. You don't you didn't see you didn't see that movie where, where that guy was being racist. You want to be like that, you know what I'm saying? Or or the person that's just being the a hole or whatever. You want to be you you're being that a hole. You know what I'm saying? There's there's already like like proof showing, you know, like how that looks. So you you still want to be that way? So that's the same thing with the Knicks. Like yo, we we already been down this road, but we we have so much um history and evidence to look back on. And you still want to be that fucking team? Like, what is the matter with y'all, man? So, nah, nah. I really want to. Nah, I really want to deep dive. I really want to deep dive into that. We we started off. Let's let's go. We start. We traded Yuri, and we signed Jerome James to what contract again? <laughs> okay, worst the one of the worst contracts we ever we ever signed. And, and, and who else we signed because of that trade? Was it Luke Longley? What what what? Yeah, I don't. It was so, it was so many bad. I mean, it, it sent us down the road to to signing Clarence Weatherspoon and Othella Harrington and Anderson and how you know Howard Isley and 
trade trading for Steve Francis. Oh my god! And then you trade first round picks, and then the Boglani trade. And, oh my! God. Even before, I don't. Even, we, we traded for Eddie Curry. You know, we, we could have had. We, you know, it was it was crazy. It was so much, so much things, man. That 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 that's happened. You know, in our history, that 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 like, why are we even having that conversation? You know, what I'm saying, like, oh man, I, I, just, I just don't get. I don't get Nick fans sometimes, man. I honestly, I don't get the Chris Paul trade because, like, no, I'm lying. I do get the Chris Paul trade. Nick fans, you want to win? I understand that. Yeah, but, they, but that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, like guys gotta gotta make a decision. Are, are we are we trying to like like develop the youth or are we trying to make the players? We, you can't you can't really have it both at the same time with with the um, current roster that the Knicks have. I mean, like we mentioned Denver, and not everybody can be Denver right now. Right now, we're we're with the we're the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? We we at rock bottom, so we don't have um um too many um good draft picks right now. We don't have a lot of a lot of a lot of um good young players really. We don't have a lot of good good um older guys or whatever. And nobody wants to come here. Number number that's like the the number one, you know what I'm saying? So the guys guys got to take it easy, man. You got you got to um got to um you know draw a line in the sand and and look at what's happening and say, yo, the Knicks are are, are at rock bottom. We're trying to build uh, a franchise from scratch at, at at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can't expect like like um to get top draft picks and. And also, like, like, still make the playoffs. You know, so you you gotta you gotta like pick and choose with, you know, how how crazy you get when with this with this whole thing. So the Knicks next season, right? Let's say if we do get Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me, I'm I'm gonna paint this picture for Knicks fans in the head. You rather make the AC next season with a 36 year old Chris Paul who might retire in two years? Over possibly getting two lottery picks in a draft that's probably the best draft since 2018, since 2003, since 1996. I mean, I'd rather us win 30 to 37 games and then try to shoot for that top pick. Yeah. I, I, I think I think we could get one more crack at it. I just want one more crack, crack at, it. at it. I want to be greedy. Yeah. I want to be because 2021 is the last time we got good cap space because we're going to have to pay Mitch. We're going to have to pay RJ. If you're going to keep Knox, you're going to have to pay Knox. Knox going to have to get better. You got to get his minutes. We got to see if we're going to pay him or not. If not, trade him. We're going to have to pay Frank Nilekina, but hopefully we can get, oh my God, Jeremy Grant just made two straight threes. <laughs> but, um, Hopefully we're gonna have to pay Frank Nilakina, right? Like ten million a year, right? So we gotta get it correct. I'm gonna throw an analogy in it. You watch football? A little something. So in football, you know that the quarterback is the highest paid position. Yeah, traditional. So mm-hmm. within those first five years, while he's on his rookie scale deal, you go all in. If you identify if that's the quarterback of the future, you go all in and you spend as much cap as you can while that guy is on that minimum contract. So that's what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs, you win a championship, his second, Pat Mahomes' his second, third year. You pay him now because it's going to become cheaper later and you are able to build and sustain winning product on the court. 
Now, as far as the Knicks is concerned, if we can become competitive, at least show some heart on the court with R.J. Barrett while still him being on his rookie scale deal, then we can cash in on 2021 and then we can be set for the next five years because we got a lot of assets. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of assets. Yeah, you got to have some forward thinking, man. You got to have some planning. Hopefully, you know, with all these new guys, that that's what they're thinking. Because we got we got all these young guys, man. They all, all the analytics stuff. A lot of these guys are, are really in tune with um with um you know just the day to day stuff with with players or whatever. But 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 you're absolutely right, man. At the, right, the Knicks are at a, at a at a point now where where um you twenty twenty one you you um th- if you if there was a time to to tank, even though you can't really tank with the way the draft is stuff is going on now. But if if you're gonna lose. You know, ne- this this next season coming up will be the season to lose because it's a stack season. Yeah, because I mean, like, why why would you be talking about getting Chris Paul and then possibly um tr- um trading or signing another player to try to win now with with like the one of the the um the most stacked drafts that that, that we've had in recent memory is coming up next year? It doesn't make any sense. So we got we got to have some forward forward thinking. Now I I think I think the Knicks are thinking that way. You know what I'm saying? Because um they they're hiring um for that. You know, so I'm so I'm hoping that that's that's um that's the case, but I mean, Knicks fans gotta gotta get with that man. They they gotta they gotta see what's happening, and um you know it's just just stop freaking complaining and, and um trolling so hard like that man. Just see see what's going on and and just like like yo I I could, we, I could taste it man. I I could taste the um the you know the um the playoffs. You know I I could taste the next the next great Knicks era, and it, it's right at our, at our fingertips. But we just have to um to just um you know just ride out this um this wave. So, the Knicks, we could, yo, we could, real, this is really realistic. It it, it kind of isn't, but it kind of is. Dallas can miss the playoffs next season. They really can. Yeah. And the Knicks can miss the playoffs next season. And it could be a situation where we could get two cracks at the top pick. Or we could... Possibly like the 2011 Cleveland Cavaliers, or it was one of those years, but they had the first pick and the fourth pick in the draft. It's possible that can happen next season. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to jeopardize my, my now and my future trying to get to the playoffs for a meaningless playoff run. Because even if we get Chris Paul, it's like, okay, what free agent is going to sign in New York to play with Chris Paul? Yeah. I need them to want to sign here to come play with RJ and them young dudes. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about no free agent right now. I'm in no trade right now. But, damn, Chris Paul would raise – he would elevate this team, though. Yeah, absolutely. If you if he was making $20 million a year, not, not 40-something, you know? <laughs> That extra twenty is a killer, man. That, that's we we just can't do it. We just gotta walk away from it, you know. And then, you know, like, he, like he's supposed to be brought brought here to, to like elevate the players, or whatever. But I mean, we already got all these other developmental guys. So if we got all these developmental guys, what do we need to to worry so much about getting um a Chris Paul to teach anybody anything? We have all the teachers already. You know what I'm saying? So, so but but we can't put it all on the teachers now. Yeah. So we got a training camp that's going on right now currently. Yeah. If DSJ and Frank Nelikina can show during next week's scrimmages that they can run a team, I think 
I think the Knicks ain't going to look point uh, a point guard. I think they would draft one, but I I don't think they would necessarily look for a point guard that would eat up a lot of minutes. I do think DJ Augustine is on the radar, and I wouldn't mind him on the roster. But it it it, it I don't know. It's cra- it, it would be crazy to see. I'm very curious about these next two three weeks. It's going to tell a lot. They they need to give us a ticket, man. I, w- I want to go to Terrytown and watch these practices, man. There's, you know, oh man, I, I I wish I could, man. I wish I could. I man. I for a job for like like a janitor or something, just so I can I can just you know take a peek at what's going on. So, last 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 but not least, who's 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 your NBA champion? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I mean, you know. It's always going to be a superstar league, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think, I think it's just going to be the Lakers again, because I mean, you, you see what's happening in the uh, in the East. We we got two. I actually like, um, you know, it's, it's it hurts me to say, it, but the Boston and Miami, you know, uh, yeah, those are our two, uh, you know, our hated rivals, whatever traditionally, and both of their teams are exactly how I want our Knicks to be, you know, eventually get to that point. But I mean, you know, you really can't do nothing with LeBron and and um. And this guy, Anthony Davis, there's no really no answer for either one of them, man. So, I mean, LeBron, yeah. LeBron and AD, they 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 on a mission right now. I don't know if anybody can beat them. I will say this: if the Clippers beat the the if if the Clippers beat Denver, I think they would have to beat the Lakers in six in order to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they can't take that to a game seven because that's that's LeBron time right there. You know, they they'll jump out, they'll jump out from the from the gate and and try to run run them off the court. Well, don't dismiss Denver Nuggets because Gary Harris just drank another three. Oh my god! And I don't even want to look. It's looking worrisome. I don't even want to look, man. I'm gonna give you a good stat too, and then we can, we can say the last words and we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. Did you know Doc Rivers was on hand for a three down one three, well up three one, with the Orlando Magic? Yes, and he lost that series. Yeah, what well, was that? Was that the um the, the uh, against um who was that against? Was that against Detroit? I, I don't remember. Or, or, or it was just with T Mac. It was when T Mac was on the team. It, it was with it was with T Mac. Yeah. It was with T Mac. He was on the team. Oh my god! Yeah, that, I, I remember that T Mac was going off, but then. You know, I, I think I think it was Detroit. Detroit that came back on him. Wow, Denver just made another three. Oh man, um, he also lost a three-one lead with Chris Paul against the Houston Rockets, and he also, yo, this guy loses three-one leads leads like hotcakes. Oh my god, yeah. but yo, any any last words for the people, man? So we get out of here. Man. <laughs> well. You know, like 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 I was saying before, we we just got we just gotta like um, you know, stop being so emotional and stop and stop trying to be like like a troll and this that and the other. Stop being under control of the of the media. Stop being so thirsty for for like a like a a savior. I know I was talking about that in my last couple podcasts, whatever. But I mean, we we just gotta stay this course, man, and we just gotta like like just just um, you know, just just be hungry about building this this team. You know what I'm saying? And and just enjoy that because I mean the good the. The um the good times are coming. It's it's not gonna be now, and it's probably not gonna be next year. But in the next two years, two seasons, we're gonna we're gonna be cooking with grease, man. 
Yeah, man. I'm I'm just hoping no trades, man. No trades for these old vets, man. That's what I'm praying for. Yeah. Nick Nation, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, man. I just I'm not feeling the Chris Paul thing like that. I'm not. I I really want another high draft pick, man. I'm just trying to be greedy, man. My fault, Nick Nation, man. I know <laughs> it, it, this gonna be the last lottery we'll ever be in for the next about 10, 15 years. So just be grateful and let's just get this extra draft pick so we can get this show on the road. But I'm out of here, man. State of the New York Knicks podcast. My guy, Dollar Knicks podcast. I appreciate you coming on the pod, brother. Appreciate Nick Nation listening as well. We out of here. Peace. Peace. So once again, it's another collaboration of me and Slizzy Take from the State of the New York Knicks podcast. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, man. So, we, you know, we just... That's how we do, man, we, when, we, when we get together. So, yo, please check him out, State of New York Knicks. On, um, uh, he's on Twitter. He's on um, Instagram. And, uh, you know, just check him out, man. Support the guy. And also support me, man, Dire Knicks Podcast. You can find me on all audio platforms. Uh, that, that includes Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything that, that I'm in between there. Um, also, I'm on YouTube, guys, man. So please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. I know a lot of guys um, like the audio podcast, man, but I'm trying some new things with this um, YouTube stuff, man. So please follow me over there. And of course, you know there will, there will be an audio version of it um, posted here. So thank you for uh, for continuing to support, man. And then just um just keep on um, tuning in. I'm gonna be trying different things, and and I'm just I'm um, trying to keep on um, putting more Knicks content out there, man. I'm thirsty for some Knicks basketball, so hopefully we'll get to see that soon, man. So. Uh, yeah, man, Evil to Any Star, host of the Dynex Podcast. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumb. Salute. See you guys on the next one. All right, peace.